Hello and welcome to Next Man Up, the UK Philadelphia Eagles podcast. My name is Mick and I'll be hosting duty tonight uh, because we played the game of rock, paper, scissors, Sirianni style, and I lost, so I'm the one hosting. Uh, so before you turn the pod off, uh, I'm still joined by um, my two unrepentant Eagles supporting companions, Phil and Liam. How are you tonight, fellas? I'm great. I'm now worried about my job as a host after that intro. <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> um, no, I'm really good, mate. Um, it's only been a few days since our last podcast with the guys at Shall We Football. And um, that was obviously um, loads of fun. Three hour pod, blimey. I was hammered by the end of it. I think we all were. I know you had a bit of a hangover the next day. Um, but yeah, it's draft week. So I'm buzzing, Can't, ready, ready to go. Looking forward to this one. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna comment on the fact that you know we've just about sobered up. I'm sort of, we're still wait, eagerly waiting the second half of the shower football edit, and I'm pretty sure it gets progressively more incoherent, possibly as we go along. So it'll be really, really <laughs> interesting to see where we were at by the end of the pod. By the time we were finished, I think we were just trying to put ourselves out of our misery. But, oh God. I'm glad yeah. you're looking forward to it. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I would actually just like to take the time to apologise to our listeners um, if anyone has tuned into the, the Drunken Quiz Night podcast that we put out with uh, the good guys of Shelby Football. I think the guys are saying we got fairly carried away, drank a bit too much, but it was an absolute laugh. I don't know about you two, but like, I listened to it back. I, I'm very vain. I have to listen to all our podcasts back and... Um, <laughs> enjoyed it immensely and I'm really looking forward to the second part but also kind of uh, I don't know a bit, a bit scared to listen to it because like Phil, Phil pointed out we did get uh, progressively and aggressively more drunk um, so but I'd love to do it again with those guys that were absolutely pros um, they took everything on instead it was a good laugh so hopefully they'll allow us to, to do that again yeah, yeah, I think it's yeah. safe to say that me and Mick account for um, probably 50% of our listens because we just can't get enough of the sounds of our own voices. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I, I do have to admit there were, there, were, there were some edits for that first pod that was released. <laughs> um, so what you hear is, um, is almost the, uh, the PG stuff. Um, a lot, I think. Anyway. <laughs> oh, good, good. All right, so uh, before we go into it... Um, just going to the business end of things, so business and business in the front, party in the back. Um, so we've had one, not one, but two competitions running for you, amazing listeners and followers of the podcast. Uh, the first of which will have ended by the time of this recording airs, but one of you lucky listeners out there will have won a love bundle courtesy of Passion Avenue, which has included some tasty uh, cheese steaks, buffalo wings, some snackaroos, and a few bottles of IPA. Uh, to wash it all down. Um, I think we'll be running another one of these competitions in the very near future. So, of course, keep your eyes peeled for all of that stuff. Um, check it out on our Twitter feed at nextmanup underscore. If you don't already follow us, give us a follow. Um, give us some banter. Give us some shit. We enjoy it. Um, but, yeah, we've partnered up with Passion Avenue. It's a Philly-style London-based restaurant chain. I believe we've got two locations. They're open up a third um, so at the moment they're crowdfunding that third and uh, they're looking for a bit of help on that. Again, all the information is on our Twitter. You can find it all there and how to help out or get involved. <clears throat> Take another breath there. Um, so <laughs> secondly, uh, we're running a raffle for a Zach Ertz signed custom jersey. It's 50 pence a go 
I'm not sure what the exact exchange rate is today, but that works out to about 70 cents of a dollar. Give or take. Give or take. So that's, that's not a lot, right? That's, that's the price of a, a, a can of fizzy juice. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, instead of, instead of buying your fizzy can of juice there today, you could be winning yourself a Zach Ertz custom signed jersey, um, authenticated, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, again, if you head over to our Twitter feed, all the details are there, how to enter, and we'll draw the winner on Thursday at 9pm prior to this draft. So, right, okay, so the business end is done, and I've been talking more than I've ever talked on any other podcast that I've ever been a That's part brilliant. of. Hey, it's brilliant. I don't know about you, let you listeners in, but I'm loving the extended Mick, Mick Dorset tones. Beautiful. <laughs> Probably talking too fast, no one can understand, but as long as they get the gist. Uh, so well, we're here to... Every third word, that'll be enough. This, that, pod, that'll... <laughs> this pod would also be available um, with subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> Do the voiceover. Uh, dubbed pod. I like that. I like the sound of that. Right, so... We're actually here to talk about the draft tonight. So everybody's excited. It's draft week. This is uh, Monday night as we record. The draft is on Thursday night or, or Friday morning, really. Uh, we're, the next Man Up podcast will be staying up through the draft and I think we'll, we'll actually be recording during it and to get our sort of live reactions to to the picks and, and have, have make a night of it, really. Just have, have a couple of beers, have a couple of glasses of wine, whiskey, whatever our tipple is on, on the night and, and have a good time. So looking forward to that. But let's talk about what's actually going to happen uh, during the draft. So before the show, I gave the guys something to think about. I've given them a list of positions, football positions, not Kama Sutra positions. Um, <laughs> and we asked them which prospects will be taken at each position. So, for example, the third quarterback taken or the second wide receiver, that kind of thing, and so on and so on and so on. So... Uh, I'm going to also play a game of higher and lower with them. I hadn't discussed the, that beforehand, so I'm looking at their live reactions of this and they're staring me down on the screen just now, looking a bit worried, looking a bit angry. But it's okay, guys, don't worry about it. It'll all be fine in the end. I'm actually trying to stop my cat from eating the cheese slices that my partner is chopping up for her cheese and crackers. That was, <laughs> that was the angry look, sorry. <laughs> What right, cheese? So, no more um, cheese. That's a, good, that's a good question. It looks like cheddar, um, but I had Borson for the first time in my life today. I probably sound really uncultured by saying it's the first time in my life. I actually really liked it. Bit of Borson on, on a couple of crackers. It's just fancy it's Philadelphia. That's good. Yeah. Bit of garlic flavor in there. Beautiful. What is, what is your favorite oh. cheese? I've never really been a massive cheese person. I like some of the like weird concoctions where they're not really a cheese, but they've got like chipotle or like spicy peppers within the cheese where it's got a bit of a kick as well. But I do like I do like a standard cheddar. I'm, I can be pretty bored. Oh, I like brie. I'd say brie is my favorite. Right, go. we're not here to talk about cheese. We're here to talk about the draft, all right? Goes down to brie. This is how our podcast ended up taking an hour and a half when we just want to say something. That I know you didn't take... ask, but I like Stilton. Milton. Sorry, you? Mick. We should really not do this because no one did this to me, and I've hosted too. And you've been more than gracious, and I'm now being a bit of a dick. So I apologise. I'll, I'll be quiet now. My favourite cheese is cheese triangles. Diddly, love it. Bit of toast. Is that because they're forever in your fridge because of the kids? 
Yeah. <laughs> I eat them more than they do. Have, do you have them with a pepperoni on the side? <laughs> I may try that. I should try that, shouldn't I? Oh, God. Right, so let's dive straight in then. And Phil, I'm going to go to you first because Liam already talks too much. He has enough <laughs> air time on the podcast. So, um, Phil, we'll, we'll, we'll take your picks first. So, um, like I said, uh, set the guys what they'll think, what what picks will happen at each position. So, um, take it away, Phil. I'd like you to go down each one, explain why you've picked these players at, at each position. Um, take it away, please. <laughs> yeah, let's pick the most inexperienced guy at college yes. players to go That's through. That's what you get so for bringing can... up the cheese thing. <laughs> uh, just sorry, sorry for trying to bring in outside content and making this just a little bit more <laughs> complex. Um, the third quarterback is obviously a big big talking point at the moment isn't it because of the, the the Niners trading up to number three and pretty certain to be going for a quarterback and it seems to be that it's either going to be Fields, Lance or Jones I know not Kyle Trask I've not heard that mentioned but I'm sure <laughs> that might be a hint for you guys uh, one of you two possibly going for him as a third quarterback but I think in in, in homage to our, our recent pod with the Shall We Football Boys I'm I'm sticking with the Mac Jones outside shot because I just think it's just it's going to be the comic relief that we all need on draft night. Him going at number three for the 49ers that have wasted three, not wasted maybe, but have spent three first round picks on the next three years to go and get a guy who looks like a tub of potatoes, potato salad <laughs> that's been left out in the sun for a little bit too long. Um, so... Okay, yeah, so Mac Jones is my, my third quarterback off the board. Mac Oracle Jones. Just before you go on, I've got a story about a potato salad that I'll have to tell you guys one day. I'll one day, but not today. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one, if I have it correct, is the second wide receiver off the board. Now, this is an interesting one, I think, because there are about four or five, you'd probably say they could go within the top, top 20 if at a stretch maybe so yeah. they've all got the realistic possibility of going second uh, second and because of Pitts being such a hybrid it sort of it feels like it would be actually be the third wide receiver off the board but I think the narrative around um, Devontae Smith has sort of it started like he won the Heisman he ended the, the college season and he was sort of being talked about and then suddenly it just seemed like everyone was just slating him and, and recently including his sort of his figure and that and saying he's too slim and that and it's like and now it just seems to be he's getting talked about a bit more and I feel like at the right time he's coming back in and particularly with the Eagles hovering around 12 whether they trade up or down I think there's a strong chance that even at 12 that that Devontae Smith could be there and I I think it's one of those if he's there you have to have a you have to have a better reason not to take him than than to take him so I'm kind of going with I'm keeping it simple, stupid, and just thinking if he's there, he's going to be the second. Well, obviously, if he's there, because he's not been picked, and he's going to be the second <laughs> wide receiver off the board. I realise I'm tripping myself up there, but I, I just think that the narrative's coming back at the right time for him for that one. Devontae for... Smith is your second wide receiver off the board. Yes, of the draft. Mm. Lovely. Nick is scurrying this that. away. 
Was was that the Eagles picking him at 12? I'm not committing to that, no. I'm just saying that there's a high chance that it will be the Eagles oh, at 12 like, and he'll be the second one. <laughs> you always try and get me off this fence, but it ain't going to I know. I know. It's, a, <laughs> it's a bloody sturdy fence, I'll give you that. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm getting experienced at shoring it up. Um, I heard the famous Phil Kiss acronym coming out there. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, I love that acronym. Love that. Love it. Um, so, next one. Second running back that's off the board because it is up for debate who's the top one. I think Najee Harris is being talked about as the, the, the top running back. Um, and my knowledge of, of running backs in this draft outside of sort of like the top two or three isn't isn't that great. So I'm kind of continuing with my theme of trying to go against the grain a little bit. And I reckon that, that Najee Harris might be the second one off the board. I have a feeling that there might be so, a better fit for another team that just comes in. I don't think it would be a case of they didn't want Najee Harris. I think it's good they wanted this, whoever it is, more. And obviously whether that's Etienne or or game well or something like that. I, I just... could, could be based on character as well, Phil. Like, you know, Niji Harris is a very confident, cocky chap. Maybe maybe some teams don't like his personality fit, which they obviously look at quite a lot as well. And like maybe, yeah, I can, yeah, I, don't I like, like him. that. You don't like him? No, I saw no. a video, I saw an interview him today and I, I didn't like him either. He's, he's, he's not my favourite on the board, but I just, it, all, it all depends on who t- who's picking where. And as we know, drafts are a complete lottery. And I think, I'm just going to go in with that outside bet. I'm trying to get better odds on on my picks. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it's, you know, that, that's basically the pure, purest um, reason for it. I so, like that a lot. It's because um, Najee Harris, the, the reason I don't like him is because every time I see him mentioned on Twitter, it's always that hurdle that, yeah. that he did against Notre Um And that's my team. And it, it, really, it really upsets me every time I see it. It's the same way that you see the um, the hurdle against the Eagles when we played the 49ers mm. and you see that all the time and it just well, uh, me. I, I, yeah. And, and uh, from, from a soccer perspective, um, Phil, Wayne Rooney's scoring that volley when he's angry with the ref and then he turns around and volleys into the top corner. Against Newcastle, I've yeah. Had, against Newcastle. I've had to watch down every Sky Sports advert for the last, like, 10 years. <laughs> yeah, but I've had to watch Aguero every fucking oh, yeah, that's, year. That's so I don't really have any sympathy for you. We, we've all got... Uh, we, yeah, thanks, man. Yeah. I, how did it go again? Aguero! Uh, <laughs> moving on. So... <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the next position that Mix asked us to asked us to do is the first offensive lineman. Penny Sue. <laughs> next. Next. <laughs> next is the first offensive lineman. And yeah. my knowledge on this is even even less. So I think I'm kind of going with the with the same theme is just sort of looking at the sort of second, third, and fourth guys on the list of the, of rankings and just going. What if the guy who's obviously number one doesn't get picked? Who would it be? And I've heard a lot of talk about Quitty Pay coming Ooh. in. So I just Athlete. kind of i i like I like to run on on narratives. You can just see like the t- the trending and, and the topics, and it's obviously like I know it's often driven by by teams that are trying to drive down value or drive up value, so players fall at certain positions. But I'm just going outside the box here on Quitty Pay. I'm not going to try and waffle on too much about that one. Cornerback, first one off the board. I've just gone with Patrick Sertain, mm-hmm. the second. Cowboys? Big Pat. 
who knows <laughs> no, i don't i really don't i just I, I i you know with the with these kind of guys it's like i'm just looking at the board and going every mock draft every list that people do he's the first one off the board and i just think it's on the, one of these occasions it's just a bit naive to think that it's going to be anybody else that, than him if, if if you're looking for a for a cornerback he's he's the first one on the board it, you know but then you can look at uh horn Jason and i think horn. there's a lot there's a strong talk about him i just don't think it's enough for him to like if you've got him also or certain i think the team's always going to take certain just because i just don't think that he's got enough but i think i'm sort of he's a strong shout for my first eagles pick on the draft that's um, your that's yeah. your favorite if you were like if you're doing a horse accumulator that's the one where you're sticking in on the favorite yeah yeah i, I think yeah with certain um because i'm also hoping he goes first because i think then then horns should be there for someone like the eagles if they get the opportunity um but for first linebacker mick will really like my pick um <sighs> I wonder if you can guess who it might be Someone from uh, the Fighting Irish. Micah Parsons. No. Awusu <laughs> <laughs> Koromura. Yes. Love a bear uh, jock. Yeah. Again, just like 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 the highlights that I've seen of him, and I think that he is he's got he's he's a strong shout to sort of come in and swoop in ahead of. Um, I'm not sure who who. Guys might help me out. Who's the prime? It is Parsons. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I've just heard too many people sort of like second guess themselves over Parsons and think they're not hundred percent sold on him. Something in there's good chance that JOK might might jump ahead of him. Yeah. So for the final position, um, Mix asks us to look at who he thinks the second safety will be off the board because obviously Trayvon Merrick is definitely hundred percent probably going to be the first safety off the board. So I'm, I'm thinking that's pretty nailed on. I think if you have, if you've gone for a safety and, and he's on the board, it's a no brainer. Um, so I've gone for Elijah Molden on uh, second safety. Nice. No other reason. And just looked at the best of the rest and trying to go for another sort of outside, outside shot. And that's, that's my eight positions. Well done. Like it. Well done. And uh, I hadn't actually mentioned it yet, but what I'm going to do is after we, we make our Apex, I'll knock up some sort of graphic. I'll tweet it out and draft night. We'll tote up our scores and see who's the winner um, out of the three of us. And uh, good, bad, friendly talk competition. About next, talk about our next podcast as well and, and bash Absolutely. Each other. <laughs> exactly. I'm looking forward to this, Liam. I know you've been doing a lot of research, or so you were saying today. You weren't doing any work, you were just researching players all day long. So I'm excited to hear who you're picking and your reasoning for it. Off well, you pop. Maybe not quite all day, but certainly the first the last <laughs> 90 minutes before the podcast. Um I, I did it, I did a little bit of research. It was, it was quite fun. I wanted to go and do um I did I did the first 32 picks and then I and then I kind of went um, to where I thought the next players were going to be picked, and did a few around there, and I did a did an Eagles did an Eagles one while I was out of just for, just for shits and gigs. Um, okay, cool. So um, I will apologise now. Mine might be slightly longer than Phil's, but I'll try and keep it short and succinct. Um, so third quarter back off the board. That was the first one up, right, Mick? Um, it was. And. 
I will say there are some pick, there are some similar picks here for me and for me and Phil, and and this is the first one. I have um, Trevor Lawrence going first to the Jags. Um, I've got Zach Wilson going uh, second to the Jets. Um, so he'll have to turn down his high school musical appearance that he was maybe going to go for instead of Zach Efron. And um, yeah, I've got Mac Jones, similar to Phil. I've got Mac Jones going in, going in the third to San Fran. It seems to suit their, their coach, uh, coach's style of play. Um, and um, yeah, he's probably going to celebrate with a with two Big Macs from McDonald's once he's <laughs> once, he's been, once he's been picked because he's a big boy, isn't he? Um, so, so, yeah, the, so, got, so there's um, there's there's nothing influencing your your picks here with the the Ian Rappaport, um news that came out yesterday about Mike Jones and Trey Lance being the front runners for San Francisco or it looking that way certainly anyway. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see I don't see them picking Trey Lance and, and and I'm going purely off of the style of play that that um that um Carl Shanahan. Um, likes to run, um, and Mac Jones seems to fit that mold pretty well. If I was San Fran, I'd probably go Fields, um, but then you know for whatever reason that that doesn't suit where they want to go. I wouldn't be surprised if they took Fields, Lance, or Mac Jones. You know we don't really know, do we? As Phil said, but I see the most likely option is probably them picking Mac Jones at three, um, the Alabama quarterback. Okay, cool. Um, second wide receiver taken. So I think this is going to be Jalen Waddle as the second wide receiver off the board. Um, so well, as I was going through my draft, let me, let me try and explain what this is based off. After the three quarterbacks went, I see the Falcons picking up um, Carl Pitts at four. Um, I see the Bengals then taking Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow is seen buying a ballistics vest and body armor in his local shop after they don't sign a, a offensive lineman. Um, and that means that, um, yeah, so, so, so Jamar is going early. Carl Pitts is off the board early as well. And I see the, um, the, sec the second wide receiver falling all the way to the 13th round. Um, and I see them him being picked up by the Chargers. So Alabama wide receiver. Jalen Waddle, who, by the way, I'd like to say I would I would prefer him to be picked by the Eagles at twelve. He would be my preferred choice um, if they were going to go wide receiver. But I, I think they're going to go um, going to go elsewhere than offense, which I'll I'll explain in a minute. So Jalen Waddle at thirteen to the Chargers is my second wide receiver taken off the board. Now, Excellent. I, I wouldn't be disappointed with Smith, by the way, either. Uh, I'm probably more on the light trained than, than those who say it doesn't really matter. Yeah, you can put on weight, but just the history of people like John Ross and and that of, of being like him and, and then getting injured is, is probably a bit of a risk, I'd say, for some of the teams. So yeah, Jalen Model, um, second wide receiver off the board. Then I'm going second running back taken off the board. Uh, and I do think Najee Harris is pretty much the, the flip side to fill here. I do think Najee Harris is going first. Um, I see him being taken by Pittsburgh in the 24th, in the 24th pick. I think they need an upgrade, someone that can play with Connor for a year and then they'll get rid of Connor. Um, and I actually think that the second running back is going to go in the first round as well. 
Um, so I do think there'll be two running backs go off the board in the first round. Oh, really? And that's, quite a, that's quite a shout, Liam. Yeah, it is quite a shout. Um, and I think it's going to be Travis Etienne um, as the second running back off the board. And I think he's going to be picked up by the Buffalo Bills with the 30th pick of the NFL first round draft. He's been likened to Alvin Kamara. Um, the Bills are pretty well stocked at the moment all around the board, um, apart from at running back. Singletary's not really had um, a, you know, a good rookie season. <clears throat> and you know, if you think Allen Diggs and someone who could be like Kamara, then that's a serious, a serious offense. It was a serious offense last year, but could be even better. So I reckon Bills are going to um, are going to elevate their running back position with Travis Etienne, the thirtieth pick, and he is my second running back taken off the board. You could have had J- Javante Williams there as well, um, or Carter maybe, <clears throat> but I think it's going to be Etienne. Okay, cool. So uh, the next one, I believe, Mick, is offensive lineman, the first offensive lineman taken off the board. I'd like to be controversial and say Slater, but I just Ooh. can't. See it. I just no, can't no, you're not. <laughs> and uh, I'm not. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Penny Sewell. I mean, I'm just. I'm just throwing points out the window if I go anything other than Penny Sewell. Yeah, you can always be contrarian. So I- exactly. Take the I, points. I Take the points and run. I do. What is kind of controversial it, when I was doing my mock draft, um, I did have the Bengals um, passing on him, and I have a trade for Miami, which I'll get into when we're doing our bold picks. And then I had the Lions taking Trey Lance at seven, which means Penny Sewell falls all the way to eight um, for the Carolina Panthers, Carolina Panthers. Um, who basically can't pass up on them and want to protect Sam Darnold. Um, so yeah, so I've got them taking Penny Sewell um, uh, in the eighth pick. Um, the second one, Richard Slater, just while we're on the offensive lineman, I had him going eleven to the to the New York Giants to protect Jones. Um, so there you go, Penny Sewell was my first O line taken. First defensive lineman is the next one, and Phil, you've already done my job for me. Quitty pay. Um, is is who I think is the first uh, D lineman taken off the board. I have him going to the Michigan Michigan uh, <clears throat> Michigan. I've got him going to the Raiders at pick fourteen. Quitty quitty bang bang, cool. Bit of bit of bit of quitty pay. So Phil, we could be we could be doubling up on points there, bud. Um... I'll need a tiebreaker at this at this rate. <laughs> <laughs> You will do because um, this is three picks in a row where we've got the same. Nah. <laughs> so um, the first quarterback taken is Patrick Sertain by the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and yeah, so you've got, I've got quite a lot of Alabama um, college boys going uh, or in the top 10 in my draft, um, which is no surprise really, but um, there you go. Is the college system fair or not? That's a question maybe we should talk about one day, Mick. (laughs) Cool. So that's my first quarterback taken off the board at pick 10 for the Cowboys. They are in need of some help in the secondary. First linebacker taken is a bit of a change up here. I'm not going for Jock, um, but I will be keeping a nice close eye on Jock this year because I know he was his big love of yours, Mick. So I'm I'm looking forward to see where Jock goes and then watching his career. 
Um, but I'm going to go with Micah Parsons. Um, and I've been going as high as nine for the Broncos. I think, I think with the people who are off the board in my mock draft at that, at that particular time, Parsons is probably the best player on the board. Um, and, and we know that Broncos love defense. So they're, they're going to go, they're going to go Micah Parsons um, at pick nine. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Does it play? There you go. <laughs> and then with the second safety, again, different pick to Phil here. So we do have some differentiation at the start and at the end. Um, I'm going to go with Andre Sisko, I believe, is his, uh, his, his name is pronounced. Syracuse, yeah. I'm glad you pronounced Syracuse because I was going to stumble over it. <laughs> <laughs> the orange. Yeah. Syracuse orange, yeah. Good player. I like him a lot. I've got him going there. Um, he looks like he's got good size, good coverage, um, good speed um, as well. Like he, I think he's the fastest safety or one of the fastest safeties in the top five, six prospects. At, he did a 4.45 um, 40 dash. Um, so, oh, really? Yeah. He, you yeah. have been doing your homework. You lied to me. <laughs> I did do a little bit before. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I like I like the look of Sis, uh, of Andre Cisco, and um, we'll see why when we do our Eagles picks. I like it. I like it a lot, mate. You've put a lot of thought into that. I liked um, the narrative and how you've went through each each pick and each team. You even assigned a team to each one of your picks. Is uh, very well thought too through. You, you do know it's not going to go, go that way at all, don't you? Uh, yeah. Nobody can predict the draft. Anyone that says they can is an absolute liar. Uh, exactly. They're probably all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I suppose I better do my own. Um, yeah, I got, come on, I, got, I, I got too caught up in, in worrying about hosting and all that kind of stuff that I, I haven't actually done any preparations. I was working quite late tonight. And um, I've been sort of just scribbling in the background whilst uh, you two have been talking and also writing down your picks so I can remember them and knock out that graphic that I was um, talking about earlier on. So, um, sort of going to fire through it. Uh, third quarterback off the board. I'm going to go with Fields. Um, nice. I really like Fields. I think it's a mistake if the 49ers take anyone else in that position. Uh I know the reports that are coming out, but um, I think it will go that way. I've even put a bet on uh, that that um, McCorkle Jones will not be taken uh, by the 49ers. So, <laughs> what have you got? 2 to 1. Uh, that Mac Jones will be over 3.5. So, uh, I didn't put a massive wedge on it, but I was confident enough that I, th- I thought I'd take it. But that was before Ian Rapp- Rappaport uh, destroyed my dreams, uh, and you two have also destroyed my dreams. Uh, so thanks for that, and I'm I'm a bit worried now. But uh, yeah, th- that's 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 my first pick off the board. So yeah, the I like it. I like Fields. I like Fields as third. I think you're right. I think it's a mistake they don't take. Yeah. Um, second wide receiver taken off the board. I am going to side with Liam and say Jalen Model. Um, I think the Smith whilst I think a lot has been too much has been made of his of his weight issues. I think it will still sort of turn teams off to him. Um, I think he'll still be one of the one of the best players uh, in the NFL. 
Um, and whoever does manage to draft him will probably steal him. Uh, well, whether or not the Eagles is, remains to be seen. Um, How high do you think you could go, Mick? Because I, I, I could see him going as high as the late teens. Who, uh, Smith? Smith, yeah. Yeah, I, I think he'll, he'll fall into the teens. Um, possibly not late teens, but yeah, it just depends. It depends on, on how the night plays out. You know, if, if um, a team starts to get to get worried that they're, they're not going to get the receiver, they, they might bite earlier than, than they perhaps should have. So, Miami Dolphins select Devontae Smith at pick six. That'd be a <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> you never know what could happen. So, I mean, yeah. if, if a team really likes a player and they're really high on them, they don't they don't care what the media says. They've got scouts. They've got guys who work in their background, work with the players. Um, you know, the, the Dolphins did send their coaching staff to the Senior Bowl to work with, with some of these players. So they already know them. They've already spoke to them. Um, as we, we've heard with Eagles, have, have already spoken to a lot of draft prospects over Skype and things like that. And they've played rock, paper, scissors and all that sort of good stuff. So it's all happening in the background. We just don't know about it. And, and we're trying to second guess what the teams are doing. But the media don't know as, just as much as we do, really. So... When I was doing my um, my 19 minutes research, I'm not sure whether I mentioned that um, before the pod, I um, I was reading about um, the 49ers and they said they conducted over 600 interviews, attended over 128 um, one-on-one working sessions um, and spoken to like a ridiculous amount of, the stats were just ridiculous. And it was basically in a, in a question to like, have you done your research for, the third pick in a draft, and they were like, "Yeah, <laughs> this is what we've done." <laughs> the amount of time and money that must have gone into all that is ridiculous. Well, yeah, yeah. So, so much resource put put towards just something like this. It's massive. The draft is just absolutely huge, isn't it? It's, it's mm. one of the best things about the NFL, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this one. It's um, it's a very exciting week. Uh, we've got the 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 um, NFL. Sky Sports Channel was relaunched this week just for, for draft week. So I was watching a bit of that this morning. Um, they were regaling the, the old European NFL League and they were talking about the Scottish Claymores and the, the London... Uh, oh, what were they called? I watched it this morning. That's embarrassing. Sorry? Monarchs. Monarchs. London Monarchs, yeah. So ah. uh, that was quite good and interesting. Anyway, oh. let's get back onto the draft. I'm... I'm all right, it's not like it's not like me. It's not like me to um, sidetrack us. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, where was it? Second running back taken. Uh, I'm going to go with Javante Williams from North Ooh. Carolina. Um, I think the first one will be Harris. Uh, I think Etienne will fall. Um, Do you? I like. Yeah, I, uh, I like I like Javante Williams a lot. I like. Don't get me wrong. I like Travis Etienne too. I think that they're all great running backs. But I think that Javante Williams just has a bit of an edge to him. Um, and yeah, I, I think he'll he'll go second for sure. I'm not sure what team. I've not assigned any teams to this sort of thing. I haven't. Second round, you think? Yeah, second round. Second round. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, well, all right. We've all we've all three of us have gone for different second running backs. <laughs> Someone's got to be right, I suppose. I think <laughs> but one, of, one of us has to be, I think. I, I don't think there's anyone else that really in the running. You, you could talk about Carter or something. Carter, from, maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. the other North Carolina running back, but I, I don't see it myself. But you never know. 
it's the the fairy tale of the draft, I suppose. Mm. Um, offensive line number one. I'm not going to deviate to either of you guys either. I don't want to throw away points. It's going to be Penny Sewell. Might as well write um, those points down for all three of us. I don't think tomorrow. I have to explain myself any further than Penny Sewell. It's, I think it's, it's an absolute stick on. And if the Bengals don't take him, they're absolute idiots. And I've got a feeling that if the Falcons don't end up drafting back, that they could possibly take him before the Bengals do. What do the, um, the Bengals do if the Falcon takes Sewell? Do they take Slater? No, they take Chase. They take Chase, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, they probably should take Slayer, but um, I think they might take Chase if Sewell's gone off the board. I, I don't know. The reason I think that the Falcons might take Sewell is because Matt Ryan's a fantastic pocket passer. I think I brought it up in a couple of podcasts before that his passer rating um, in a clean pocket is like in the in the hundreds anyway um, and then his uh, passer rating under pressure is like 60 something it's terrible mm. so they could really Phil, do a bit of help there Phil do you think it would be a mistake for the Bengals to not get an offensive lineman given what happened to Joe Burrow last year and went for an offensive weapon yeah I think that's pretty pretty obvious I think yeah. they should have done it last year they should have shored up that area of the field more like if, if you're going to plan to play your, your number one pick overall quarterback Joe Burrow and then but in front of a weak O-line you're sort of you are asking for it I know hindsight's 2020 and it might not have happened and it might have paid off it's a gamble that they took and it didn't pay off so I think if he is back as the same player that uh, he was before he got injured then then, it, then it's a no-brainer you, you, you want to stop that from happening from lightning from striking twice so if, if they don't but, I, but that just goes to show the the appeal and the dilemma that Chase and Pitts are, are causing in the draft which I'm really looking forward to because no one could predict it could be a, a number of ways where he could go but you're almost not you're almost quite glad that we're not in that situation in that regard in the sense that if you if we were still picking at six and, and they were both there. They did take their, the Bengals took Sewell and then the Eagles picking at six had Pitts and Chase. That's a dilemma of a different Harry line. would be shitting himself if he had to make that decision at six. He could I think quite the Dolphins e- will have to make that decision. Yeah, he could them. quite easily have, have made the decision to trade back just to remove that from I, being I, on I, his I tombstone. I, I think that could be the case, <laughs> <yeah>, genuinely. <laughs> no, but, yeah, that, but yeah, I think it's yeah it makes it makes sense and it's if you're thinking with your head you you've got to sort of shore things up from the back so they've not got that bad a receiving core as it is and with the wide receiver sort of depth up the up the line there's there's absolutely no demanding reason why they should they should do it but again like i've said if it's there it's literally sort of having an open cash register and thinking i I know i shouldn't (laughs) <laughs> take the money from the draw but it's there and no one's looking it's it's that, it's dile- it's that, that, that dilemma about you know if you don't because you know you, people might say they're absolutely smart but there'll still be people out there there'll be fans going we could have had Chase we could have had Pitts yeah I can't wait for this draft it's going to be so exciting absolutely uh, right okay moving on um, so the, the, the last one was O-line, so it's D-line. Um, first defensive lineman, I am going to go with Jalen Phillips, the edge rusher from Miami. Um, there's two big edge rushers coming out of Miami um, in this draft. One's Greg Rizzo, and the other is uh, <clears throat> Jalen Phillips. Um, 
I really like the the look of Phillips. I think his stock has been climbing in recent weeks. He was he seemed to be nowhere near like even I think some some drafts weren't even taking him in the first round sort of thing. But edge rushers are big commodities in drafts, and uh, I think he will be the first to go. Um, I do like quite a pay. He's he's a good player. Um, obviously he seems to he seems to be he's, he's the favourite in all of the the betting sites all that kind of stuff and most of the mock drafts that you see um, but I'm going to go contrarian because I can so uh, Jalen like Phillips it. is the man for me like it do you think he's staying in Miami oh pick you can get taken at pick 18 by the Dolphin second pick I think possibly. either either possibly. of the offensive linemen could yeah possibly uh Okay, so my next one will be my first corner. Um, and I am going to say JC Horn yeah. will be the first corner taken. Uh, I know you both went certain, which is good and it's safe. Um, he is number one corner, I reckon. I do believe that as well. But something has got inside my brain. It's the Cowboys. They've got inside my brain where they're thinking, we're not letting the Eagles take the guys that the Eagles want. CD Lamb all over again. Is that what we're CD saying? CD Lamb all over again. But they're doing it with the corner this time and they're going to take Horn. Might leave us with certain. That might work out even better for us. Who knows? But I've just, there's something, I. Cowboys have got into my head <laughs> on this pick, and, and, and I just think that they're, they're going to take Horn if they can. I like it. Oh yeah, this this game is going to be great for like watching the draft just to see like where we picked, um, who's picking who, all the the, the psycholo- psychology behind the the, <laughs> um, the rivals and um, and all that. That would be so then, funny, wouldn't it? It'd be so funny. And then none of it coming true. It'll be that being Cal Fowley or something like that. Everyone thinks he's <laughs> going to fall and he'll be the first one out. Now, before that back surgery thing, I think he was supposed to be the first corner taken yeah. in the draft. So who yeah. knows? I think he'll still go first round, but he'll it's another discussion. A class stacked with talent across the board. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, first line back taken. Um, I'm going to go boring on this one. I'll go for Mika Parsons. Um, I know I should go for Jock because he's my boy. I'm wearing a Notre Dame uh, jersey right now. Uh, I feel dirty saying it. So, but I, I mean, uh, the Penn State linebacker, he, he was an opt out this year and he's still in the conversation being a top 10 pick, top 10 prospect. Um, he's an absolute monster of a man. There's maybe some questions over his, you know, he's sort of. Um, behaviour and that's sort of side of things but some teams don't really mind that um, especially if you're the Washington Football Club um, <laughs> Dirty on the field or off the field? No. Uh, it's not for me to say Okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, So yeah he's, he's my uh, number one lineback and finally the second safety taken in the draft I will go for Mr Richie Grant Yeah um, Three different safeties that we've picked as well. That's nice. Yeah, you got to have a bit of variety in you, don't you? It's the spice of life. So absolutely. So who do we have? I have took Grant. You took Cisco and Phil to Molden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three safeties. So strong. I think that's a strong draft, Mick. I like it. Thank you very much. Well, I'm looking forward to them coming true. So. 
Yeah, we need that graphic up so we can. I can just have it up on a screen while we're watching the draft <laughs> and like count my points or my point, as will probably be the case. Um, <laughs> one point. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to that. <laughs> right, so um, we've managed to get through our our um, eight or so picks. Um, what we would like to do now is take us through Eagles picks, specifically um, picks one to four, if you can. Gentlemen, um, we'd like to hear who we're taking at 12, who we're taking in the second round, um, and so on. So uh, we'll just circle back around to uh, Philip, if you wouldn't mind taking us away, Phil, and let's hear it. Who are we taking? Who are we welcoming uh, to Philadelphia this, this coming summer? Okay, well, I'm struggling to, like I mentioned before we were, before we came on, I've kind of got two, two split drafts and it all depends on, on who's available when. Um, so I've got, in, in, my, in part one, I've got, uh, if, if for some reason Chase or Pitts go past the sixth pick from Miami, I've got us trading back up to seven. Oh, yes, a trade. Love it. Oh, wow. To get one of them. Um, and I know, mm, I've, I know I've got, I've, it's, it's a bit out of character for me because I, I was quite happy with the trade and I've made peace and I've justified and that. But I, I had a thought the other day and it was the, the conditional second or first that we've got from got for Wentz from Indianapolis next year and going we're all sat here debating on whether um that pick is going to be a first or a second it's dependent on whether Wentz is healthy or not and as much as we're all thinking yeah be a first there's a very strong chance that it doesn't go right and it becomes a second so I was like well what about how valuable that is that as a bargaining chip and you know if you want to move up do you necessarily have to give get rid of a guaranteed first could you say right we'll give you the conditional and you know look it's going to be a first so you, you can have and what the value of that so I thought moving from 12 to um to seven by offering up that pick swapping swapping first round picks it's been accepted in nearly every mock draft that I've done so it's so, according to the mock draft it's possible but if it doesn't so I, I've got a sort of trading up to to seven to do that if Chase or pits have gone by that point. I've got a sticking at twelve and picking uh, Horn, JC Horn as a cornerback because it just feels like that's where I'm going at the moment. At the moment, I feel like twelve the best value for the Eagles is is to get a, a star cornerback in in Horn because obviously we've we've already discussed that Sertain's probably going to be off the board, but by that point. So if we do that, then I've also looked at the value of what about is it valuable in trading back into the first from the 37th pick? Does that sort of conditional second, first round pick hold more yeah, weight? I in am that regard? loving the aggressive nature of this, man. This is awesome. So essentially, I think I, I want, I want to see them use that, that, that pick to, to try and trade back in and wear that, that forward. So it's the difficulty comes in, in thinking who's going to find that viable, who's going to want to give up their yeah. first round pick. Sure. Potentially that. So I've looked at, so for the trading back into the first, I've looked at, 18 or 26 18 is the Dolphins second pick so obviously the reason I picked that is because they've already had a first round pick and if they get conditional first to go with their first next it replaces the first that they've given us for next year there is some thought going into it I promise I like it I'm loving it I'm loving it Phil so if they somehow decide that they that, that's a good deal for them and that's what they want to do then we, we can come in at 18 and get uh, JOK 
Oh yeah. So we're going we're going J JC Horn, quarter, quarterback at twelve, and JOK linebacker at eighteen. Phil, yeah. where's your offensive weapons, man? You're an offense guy. I know, I know, I know. But I just think if by that point Waddle, Chase, and Smith in that scenario, what like all yeah, the the, the dynamite wide receivers are, are gone. Because if they're not there at 12, then we're not taking a wide receiver at 12. So I reckon we'll be taking a, a more defensive player. And then if we're going to trade back in, we could, I have mocked it with um, TMJ as a wide receiver, but I just think we haven't, it personally, from our point of view, it's the, the weapons that we've got from last season, working with Hertz, we've got Rager. I know they're not we're first round talents, so to speak, but we don't really know what we've got. And yeah, we've got a lot uh, of youth. Reagan was a first round talent, of course, but well, yeah, but I mean, as in, he isn't, he didn't sort of live up to the first round talent performance, but there's too much turmoil. I think in there is, there's plenty of depth later on, so there's, there's not as much need, but I know that's kind of going against what I've gone so far. So, so those are the two, two scenarios. So at at that point, we either um, aren't picking till 70 after the 18, or we're picking at 32. So if we, if we traded up to seventh and Try and stay with me. I'm with you, buddy. So well, we I'm pick to keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, I know. I'm just such a <laughs> hypocrite, aren't I? So if we've picked at seven, then we've still got our, our 37 pick, which I've I've gone for um Asante Samuel as a cornerback. So, we, so that means that we'll have Chase or Pitts and Asante Samuel as our first two picks. And then we'll go on to to pick up a Darius Washington safety. At number seventy, and then Tommy Togiai, defensive end from Ohio State. So that will be the aggressive. I've gone for a wide receiver or a weapon, and then I'm sort of trying to follow it up frantically with the best available defensive one, uh, defensive backs, and so on. And if we've um, if we have managed to if we haven't managed to trade up seven, and we stuck at twelve, and we've gone for eighteen, uh, we don't pick and then to we don't pick then until seventy because we've given up our second round pick to trade back in. Um, I've gone for Diami Brown, wide receiver, because obviously in that scenario, we've gone for two defensive, so I'm following up with a wide receiver. And then in both scenarios, the 108 pick stays the same at Ty Gowan. Uh, is this your fifth pick? Yeah, sorry, I do realise I've just gone a bit... That's okay. Like, I wrote down six. Yeah, I could go on tonight. night. <laughs> no 11, man. I don't mind. I don't mind. <laughs> no. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Do you know what? They may be my two favorite mock drafts you've done in both scenarios. I love both of them. They're really, really. Yeah. Really, I'd be very happy with either of those options for the Eagles. I didn't see T. Kevin coming out. That came out of left field. I kind of. Uh, it all doesn't mean a thing, though, does it? Because there's no way that that Howie's going to be that crafty. There's <laughs> the corner from UCF. Yeah, I did fail to write that bit down. That's why I just said Tygo and then shut the hell up because I had nothing to back it up with. <laughs> no, I like that a lot. Very, very, very well thought out. Um, I think I followed it. So <laughs> I'll send it to you later so you can uh, re- <laughs> you can re go over it. I want, I want to see this side by side because I want to see which one I prefer the most, like side it, by side. Yeah, it's essentially we we either trading air uh, world. I've lost my thought there. We're either trading up from 12 and that's the R only pick or we're, we're trading back in from the second and giving yeah. up our second. So, yeah, like it. Love it. Love the creativity. Me too. You undersell yourself on your knowledge, Phil. 
That was good, man. All right, Mick, do you want me to go? Yeah, let's let's hear it. All right. I feel I feel like I should have done like two or three drafts now. I've heard Phil's two options, but I'll just go with the one. Um, but I'm gonna change it. No, no, I'm joking. Um, I um, have the same pick as Phil does in the one where he doesn't trade up to the seventh pick. I see, and it's a very popular choice, but I see the Eagles taking JC Horn at 12. And that is even with Waddle and Devontae Smith still on the board. I still see them taking JC Horn. Chase and Pitts and all those guys will be off. Patrick Sertain goes just before <clears throat> at pick 10. So, yeah, um, I, I, I think he is the best quarterback in the draft, like you do, Phil. Um, but, I, but I do think they will pick uh, – Sertain will be gone before him um, because – my opinion is not the same as all the scouts's. <laughs> so I'm going to go JC Horn, South Carolina cornerback. And the Philadelphia Eagles finally spend a first round asset on a cornerback. And he is a Pro Bowl player for the next seven years and is the perfect complement to slay, perfect person to learn from. Um, you know, and then, and then we, I think we pick up another cornerback later in the draft. I see us picking up two cornerbacks in this draft. Um, yeah, get get the get the sort of man coverage corner outside man, and then get the, the slot corner. Cor- cor- corner, yeah, the slot corner, man cover, man corner, the safety and the linebacker. For me, the secondary is just so vitally important for the Eagles um, this year. Now, trade alert! I'm also trading out of the second round into the first round, like Mr. Philip Mount Stevens. Um, I am trading, and I've done the trade. I am trading with the Green Bay Packers, who have pick 29 in the draft. I'm giving away our, obviously, our 37th pick this year. Um, I'm giving away our fifth round pick this year. And I'm giving away a um, third round pick in 2022. And that was accepted by the Packers on football network draft um and i'm trading up to get us a wide receiver in the shard bateman oh bateman i thought i was hoping you were going to say bateman yeah i'm going i'm going bateman the minnesota golden gophers product um i i'm, I'm picking him at, at 29 he's six foot one uh, he's a good he's a, he's a good size we need him to complement some of the wide receivers we have i'm going to little high jeffrey's gone um, and, and I think he'd be a good pick um, for the Eagles. I don't think he'll set the world alight in year one, but I think he's the kind of player over two, three years could really improve and become a really, really productive starter for the Eagles. So, yeah, that's my exciting part of my draft. Um, then my next two picks are 17 and 84. I'm going linebacker at 17. I'm going Jabril Cox um, at linebacker at pick 70. I think the Eagles need to sort. Uh, the Eagles need to um, sign cornerback, uh, linebacker, and safety in three of their first four picks, no matter where they are on the board. And um, so I, I, that's the methodology I've gone with. He was the best linebacker on the board when I when I did my mock draft in '70. And you heard me mention earlier on today. I am going Andre Cisco from Stewart House. I think I pronounced that right as safety with pick 84 to the Philadelphia Eagles. 
And I think Syracuse, Cox, and Horn are going to transform our secondary alongside some of the prospects and the veterans we have with Bateman complimenting Rager, some of the young guys, and Dallas Goddard. And with that in mind, and I'm keeping all my first round picks for next year, um, by 2022-23, we could be a serious outfit if Jalen Hurts succeeds. Yeah, well, we, we do have um, that arsenal of first-round picks um, in 2022, like you say. So even if Jalen doesn't work out like the way we all hope that he does, then we do we, we have options. Or not, that, that, be, that becomes part of a trade deal with another team or it becomes uh, trading up in the in, in next year's draft to, to take someone like, I don't, I don't know, Derek King or something from Miami to be the number one quarterback. Who knows? We'll see how, how the season pans out. I will say, you're, you're dead right. I will say, I picked JC Horn at 12 at, at CB because I think that's the right pick. Um, but I'm slightly in love with Jalen Waddle. So if they picked him at 12, I would probably have an erection for the rest of the year. <laughs> you won't be too upset then. No, it's, I think it's hard for them to get it wrong, really. We said the same when it was at six. And we're, we're, we're still... Sort of, I think, with the number of quarterbacks that look likely to be taken in the top ten, um, whether or not that's up to draft day decisions of teams um, trading up, um, it makes our position stronger because you know the, the weapons and the and the defensive players are likely to fall um, right onto how he's lap and whether or not he makes the right decision there. Well, we'll, we'll find out on on Thursday night. There's going to be some drama, isn't there? I can feel it. There's going to be some drama between now and like day two um, with the Eagles. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be the Philadelphia Eagles if there wasn't. It's going to be like um, like that scene from Friends where they buy all those lottery tickets and like oh, they announce yeah. the first two numbers and then they're just like, oh, fuck it, we'll throw them all out <laughs> and all these mock drafts will just go out the window and into the fire and it'll be like, everyone will be scrambling around going, well, this is what this will mean. It's just like, you've just been proven that it's all total horseshit and now you're trying to sort of frantically go, well, that, that was my second second choice. It's like, yeah, I've got about 15 million mock drafts as well. <laughs> I, think, I, think when, I think when Phil pops his clogs in like 60 years, rather than get him a tombstone, we're going to get him a fence. <laughs> <laughs> a fence which we will engrave. <laughs> this was Phil's fence. He likes to sit on it all the time. <laughs> Sitting That's on all. the fence since. That's right, all. Did you, did you just hear Phil's draft? That wasn't fence. Oh, no, no, yeah, that yeah, was maverick true. stuff. Yeah. Just... You'd be forgiven for thinking, how the hell did this guy ever get married? Because he can't commit to anything. Especially in the NFL. Hey, Phil, <laughs> you've committed Phil. to marriage. You've committed to the Navy. You're the, you're the most committed yeah. guy on this podcast. Absolutely. You're here. You just don't realise it. <laughs> Great stuff. Right. Um, I, I, I suppose I better go through my own picks then, just for the hell of it. Uh, I was I was trying to look up one of the, the mock drafts that I've sort of already done, which are there are many. Take screenshots of all the time. You're constantly on either the draft network or you're you're on PFF and all the other draft sites, and you're looking at which players are falling. And you go, no, it's not going to work out that way. And you reset it, and all hell breaks loose. So, yeah, um, Pitts fell in one of my mock drafts earlier. Pitts fell to twelve. I was like, this isn't realistic. I'm restarting. I think Pitts is going to fall. 
Do you think he'll fall that far? No, not not that far because the Cowboys will take him um, before he gets to us. That would, that um, would kill me. Even if they fell, if he fell as far as that, I don't know. But I don't think Atlanta are going to take him, and I don't think um, Miami are going to take him. So I don't know where he'll fall, but I, I think he will. I've just seen a message from you saying Connor is with Arizona. Yeah. James Connor's been been traded to Arizona. Yeah. Oh shit! I'm well informed for this podcast. <laughs> I, right, I, I was just, I was just I was just trying to save your blushes by typing it in the message so you didn't announce it on the oh, pod. But it. you know, you just announced everyone that you have no idea that James <laughs> Connor got traded to Arizona. Kind of what two weeks ago? Oh god! I'm oh, feels like it was ages ago. Yeah. Well, they're def they're definitely gonna. Um, it makes your argument stronger. Yeah, that's why we didn't say anything. We were like, well, it just makes it makes it stronger for saying the Steelers are going to take a running back in the first round. So could have saved yourself there. There you go. Thank you, Phil. I appreciate that. (laughs) Right. So uh, without further ado, um, I'll just I'll just run through these. So uh, at pick twelve, I've not made any trades. By the way, I'm just going to stay boring. The Eagles are going to stick to to what they know. Even though, to be honest with you, I think there will be quite a few trade up and trade downs with the Eagles because we've got far too many picks not to do that. We've got 11 picks, the most in the NFL um, that are picking on draft. To the Patriots, who have 10. I don't know why I know that, but I do. Yeah. I think Patriots lost a pick, didn't they? It doesn't matter. But, um, so I think there will be deals done on the day, but for, for the sake of this podcast and for the sake of time, uh, I'm just going to run through uh, the picks as they stand. So, uh, at pick number 12, we're going to take Devontae Smith, um, wide receiver from Alabama. Um, a lot's been made out of him. Um, uh, he's getting slagged off because of his weight and his height. I think Waddle will already be off the board. Um, I think Horn will already be off the board. Um, Sartain will probably still be there, and that's probably the more sensible pick. But I think uh, the lure of the Heisman Trophy winner... Um, yeah. And the way that he, he just destroys teams, I've, I've seen him play quite a lot uh, in that in that past college year, and he's, he's unreal. He really is. He's, he's just he's, he's a total revelation. So um, I'm not totally buying into the whole he's too late. I mean, well, maybe he is, but I think he's a better player than than most are giving him credit for. So I mean, um, stats are ridiculous, right? Like they're literally ridiculous. Oh yeah, yeah, and and he he he, he does do blocking from time to time. Uh, if you watch some of some of his tape, you you'll see him blocking for some of his other teammates. He's not shy to get in about it. He might be late, but um, he, he's definitely got a bit of roughness in him. Uh, I don't think so. anyone on this podcast would be disappointed if we if we got Smith at twelve, Phil. No, I've said already. I think it's it was just weird how a guy can go from being like, because I kind of came into college football properly at the end of the the season. And he was the guy who was putting up these stats and doing, playing all, you know, doing all these amazing things and then gets, wins the Heisman Trophy. And then suddenly he's crap. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. just like, how, how does that work? Like clearly there's a strong narrative of someone's trying to make him fall or someone's trying to, well, there generally is now a concern. It's like, oh, yeah, it was great during college, but, yeah, how's he going to do up against, you know, a 220 sort of line, you know, cornerback or something like that? I don't know. Um, he's, Mr. Parsons or something like that. Yeah, it's, but, he, but he kind of went yeah, up against yeah. a lot of those guys 
those types types of guys in the season. So I think it's just it's just it's almost like you feel like you're in the twilight zone. Going, I, am I am I the only one who's sort of thinking clearly here and going that it can't possibly be that bad? And everyone's really hammering at home. And I just think that if he's there, you you've got to have a strong reason not to take him. Yeah, he's came up against strong opposition. You know, like you're saying, like the the um so some of the the teams that he's faced. And he's in the college season. He's, he's been right up against it. So, I mean, in the national championship game, um, he absolutely blew Ohio away. It was it was insane. It was so one-sided, and it, it was mostly down to uh, Devontae Smith. So, so maybe my my slapstick to Miami Dolphins uh, select Devontae six at um, Devontae Smith at six isn't too far fetched. <laughs> Could happen. Could happen. Moving on, um, so the second round, I'm going to take Asante Samuel uh, Jr. I think Phil also had had him in one of one of his drafts uh, for a state, state corner. Um, I think he's if we're taking a wide receiver, one we need to take a corner second, um, and I think he he'll, he'll be the best available at that at that at that pick. Um, I don't think there's there's many other prospects that I think will, will still be available at that point. So this this worthy of pick number thirty seven that is. So I don't, I don't know much about him. Is he is he, what's his is he is he big? Is he physical or is he small? Quick? What is do you, do you, do you know do you know much about um, his attributes at all? Um, not really. Not really. He's, he is he is physical. Um, he, Florida State played Notre Dame this past season. I'm trying to remember if there was any standouts, but I, I think he, he shut down our wide receivers pretty well. Mm. Um, not that any of our wide receivers are, any, are anywhere near so the sort of top few rounds, I think. Um, the, the two Notre Dame uh, receivers are not even on anyone's boards. They're sort of um, undrafted free agents at this sort of point. But, I mean, Ben... Uh, Skoronic is is possibly building up a, a little bit of steam coming into the draft, but um, sorry, I'm I'm sort of off on a tangent again. Uh, apologies for oh, that. Don't worry about it; it's all fun. <laughs> so I'll just I'll just skip ahead to uh, this our, our third pick, and I'm going to take Christensen, um, the tackle from BYU, uh, the the Zach Zach Wilson's team. Uh, who's been making Zach Wilson look good all season? Uh, I think we we could do with another tackle. Um, offensive line, you can't you can't really go wrong on the offensive line. So um, it's a it's a power pick. Uh, these these kind of guys are, are high value. Um, so it's a high value pick and one for the one that will keep us in good stead for the future as well. So it's not someone that might make an impact straight away, but someone that that, that will eventually make that impact that we, that we sort of need in the offensive line, especially with the, the amount of injuries and the amount of offensive line carousel that we had uh, that past season. I think that could really help um, us out. There's rumours that Brandon Brooks is on the trade market, um, which I, I'm flabbergasted by, but um, there's a possibility we, we could see Brandon go. Obviously, whoever comes in will be able to learn from from Lane and Brandon if he stays and, 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 and so. So, yeah, I mean, perfect time to get a, a tackle in because both Johnson and Brooks between the two of them, they're not, they're not going to be here for five years, right? They've probably only got 
two, three years left in them either way. So, yeah, I like that a lot. Thank you very much. Um, and for the fourth pick, I'm going to go with a linebacker uh, at Ohio State. It's Hilliard. Um, again, an absolute monster of a, of a linebacker. Ohio State have, have actually two really good linebacks in this draft. Uh, the other, I think, will already be taken by this point. So, again, I think when I've done the mock drafts, um, he sort of falls to me around this area. So, um, linebacker, as we know, is one of our positions of massive need. Um, if, I, if I've not taken them in the first three picks, I'm definitely taking one in the fourth pick. Um, I think you guys have, have have also taken a line back, haven't you? Because we, we've already lost two this yeah, off season in free agencies. Cox. I got Jabil Cox as my third round. That's pick. right. So you did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so absolutely, definitely need a, a line back, and it's, it's probably at the right time. I reckon. Like it, love it. So right. we got we got our bold picks. Is that is that is that them and then a wrap? Uh, I reckon so. Yeah, if you, if you want to um, make a bold prediction that you've got that might happen during this draft, uh, that we can we can have a good laugh at, and we'll see if it if it comes to fruition. Probably won't, but it's 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 worth it's worth just throwing something out there, isn't it? We just go we go back round to the roundabout. Uh, Phil, you're up. Well, I've kind of already um, given away my my bold prediction in my my Eagles pick, so I'm, I'll just repeat it again here for you guys to say that I reckon that we'll use the conditional second first round pick from Wentz to save to trade up without actually having to use a physical first to go to seven and 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 to take someone like hopefully Chase Pitts or maybe maybe. Certain or someone like that, even you know, it just depends on who's there. But if I, but there seems to be a, a gap at like seven, eight, and nine, where there's an opportunity to trade up. And thinking if we can persuade someone that conditional first next year is worth taking to trade back a few spots, we can we can do that. And I think that still gives us two firsts, two a second, and two thirds next year. Two thirds next year. Or... Yeah, that'll that'll give us uh, two two seconds, a third, and two firsts. Still yeah, fair. so I think you know, we will effectively have traded back and traded up and all we'll have done is given up a, or we'll have gained a first and given up a conditional first. So I think we're going to win the Super Bowl this year, so that conditional pick is going to be pick 32 anyway, so, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's my bold prediction is that we're going to trade up. I like it. Using that pick. I like, I like it, it as well. That should... Be interesting. I think I'll have a mini heart attack during draft day. I think if, if it stops and goes, oh, a trade has been put forward by Philadelphia Eagles, and no, yeah, and then fall off even, my seat. Not even picking in the first round, and I hold my. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll go and make if we're going. If we're following the same roundabout. Um, so you would have heard earlier um, when I was talking about my mock draft picks. Uh, I saw the Falcons taking Kyle Pitts at four and the Bengals taking Jamar Chase. Um, So with that in mind, that pick six, my bold prediction is Miami, having seen Kyle Pitts and Jamar Chase both go off the board, think, oh, okay, um, we can probably get some value here and trade back. And I think they trade with the New England Patriots for pick six. I think the Patriots 
trade up from pick 15. I don't think they're enamored with um, Cam Newton. I don't think he's the answer to their problems. And I think with Justin Fields in my mock draft still being on the board at pick six, um, I think the New England Patriots trade up to get Justin Fields. They trade away their 15th pick this year, their first round pick in 2022, and their fourth round pick this year, 122 to trade up from pick 15 to pick six to take um, Justin Fields. And it's the start of the Bill Belichick, can he win another Super Bowl carousel, which will then ensue for the following two to three to four years, depending on how Justin Fields uh, performs. But I would hate to see it because that would mean the Patriots have upgraded a quarterback and, and have a chance um, to build around um, what a lot of people think is the best player in this draft. Like there are people who think that Justin Fields is the best player in this draft. So if they get a chance to come up and grab something, someone like Justin Fields, a, a QB, then I can see the Patriots doing it. I think we saw in the, um, in the free agency, how aggressive Bill Belichick has gone after, after last season's poor performance. And after seeing Tom Brady win the Super Bowl with the, with the Buccaneers, he's pissed off, man. He is angry. He, 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 he wants weapons around. He wants to prove to everyone that it wasn't just Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl and Bill, che Bill Belichick was just part of the furniture, part of the stands, and, you know, maybe helped him a little bit, but it was all Tom Brady. He wants to prove to everyone that he made Tom Brady. He made Tom Brady into the quarterback he was. It was his tactics as well as Tom Brady's um, skill sets that won the Super Bowls, not just Tom Brady. So... Don't be surprised if you see the continuation of the Patriots' aggressiveness in the draft. Yeah, they were very aggressive during, during the, the offseason there in, in free agency, weren't they? They seemed to be sweeping up absolutely everybody that was coming out. And it was all the news that was breaking. It was like, oh, Patriots have signed someone again. Oh, the Patriots have signed another player, person again. I think. Yeah. Player, I think it was, yeah. You take your favourite player as well. Who's the, oh, Jalen Mills. Oh. Jalen Mills, the Green Goblin, who's not changing his name, even though he's now playing for a team who aren't wearing green. Oh, I wish him all the success, not at the Patriots. I know you do. No, I think um, if, if that were to happen and, uh, you know, uh, Justin Fields falls past the 49ers, that uh, there could be a, a clamber of teams looking to trade up. So... Yeah, you're right. The Patriots are aggressive and they could go for, for someone like that or possibly even Washington. You, you never know, which we obviously wouldn't like that to happen either, being in the same division as them. Surely there's there's going to be that clamber anyway because we, there's more quarterbacks than there are teams looking for a quarterback in the top five. So if if the field is taken, there's still Matt Jones, Trey Lance there. So i I don't think it's necessarily dependent on fields personally. I think there's a high chance that they could become the fourth team on the list and four quarterbacks going, you know, one. But Belichick's not really known for that, is he? He's not really known for his first round picks. He's not, but he's not. He's also not known for hiring or trying to sign eleven free agents in Orlando. Yeah, but I think that's that's more along the lines of what he would rather do. He'd want, he, want, he wants a quick fix now. And it almost it feels like if the Patriots go for a first round pick on a quarterback, it goes against everything that's, that Belichick's been known for. And he doesn't strike me as a sort of person. I mean, I get it. I, I agree that he's obviously a little bit panicked because of Brady at, 
the t- at Tampa Bay, but I just don't think he's going to go so far as to trade up and be one of those teams that sort of put in all their draft capital and their all their eggs in one basket and, and getting someone like Fields, Jones, or Lance. I think he he's almost just thinking, I want to do it, see if I want to prove I can do it again and get a quarterback in the fifth or the sixth round. And somehow him, him be, you know, history repeats itself. I just, I just personally, I don't see it. But. That would be interesting if he did that. That would be, that would be incredible if he did that. I don't know. I mean, you don't know. I don't know. We don't know. Right? We've said this. I think if he, I think if he does it, it's a case of people will just say, well, well, yeah, you found a decent quarterback to replace Tom Brady. You traded up to pick number four, and here, and it's, it, I, I'm massively assuming what Belichick thinks and feels, but I think that he's a. Uh, he would rather do it the his way, way yeah. than, than, than do what, you know, because there's just no guarantees that any of the quarterbacks going in the top five are going to have the impact. I mean, apart from Trey Lawrence. Trey, well, what, Trey, you've got me it, saying it now, Liam. Trevor <laughs> Lawrence. <laughs> whatever, whatever they do do, um, I think I speak for us all when I say that I hope they fail miserably in every venture and uh, acquisition, trade, free, free agency, um, next man up. I'm not a fan of the uh, New England Patriots because we don't like dominance. <laughs> no, but as many quarterbacks as possible before our pick would be fantastic. Uh, as we said, to give us more options, give Howie more options, make the bastard sweat. <laughs> Go on, on dra- I want. I want to see how he dra- uh, sweat on draft day, <laughs> rolling down the face into his probably soda water and lime. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Thanks for that, uh, Liam. Love that. Uh, I'll give you mine now. So it's something that I sort of mentioned earlier. Uh, I was sort of struggling with a bold prediction. I was trying to think, you know, what's, what is bold when it comes to the draft? Because everybody seems to have a different opinion anyway. And so you end up going to side in with someone out there who's like, yeah, that 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 makes perfect sense. So. It was something that I mentioned earlier, and it was Kyle Pitts. And everyone is so high on him and so sure about him. They're talking about him being a Hall of Fame player before he even takes a snap in the NFL. And I think his, I think he's going to fall. And I think I don't know how far, but he's not going to be a top 10 pick will be um, my bold prediction. That is bold, considering the hype. Definitely. Considering the hype, I think it, it, it sort of sounds bold, but when I sort of play it back in my head to, I think I think Alan, when he was on our podcast, sort of got in my head with this, with this pick and he said, you know, um, Not tight like end, to get in people's heads. No. <laughs> but tight ends are always on the field, so you're, you're sort of paying a massive price for a sort of luxury player that's not going to see as many snaps as, say, a wide receiver. No, we're, we're sort of saying he's a unicorn. He is a wide receiver and a tight end, but at the end of the day, he's a tight end. Um, a lot of um, a lot of comparisons to tight ends in the last 10 years. Eric Ebron, I think, is one of them. He was like, he was as hyped as Kyle Pitts was coming into the draft. And I think there's there's a bit of a theme around tight ends being really overly hyped. Now, yeah. I wasn't really following the NFL that strongly when Eric Ebron, or wasn't paying attention to who Pittsburgh Steelers were, um, were drafted, not Pittsburgh Steelers, I um, can't remember who, who drafted them, but whoever did draft them wasn't paying attention to their picks back when it was. Um, so 
Yeah, there, there's there is a, there is a trend, but people are people are hyping up now, right? People are saying he's the generational talent. Like, yeah, that's what I said. There's people saying that he's going to be a Hall of Famer before he's even taken a snap, which is insane. It really, it really is, and it's a lot of pressure to put on someone. And um, mm-hmm. I know the guy, the guy is probably he's probably pretty cocky, and and he's you know sure of himself and all that kind of good stuff. The sort of traits that you want to see in an NFL player that they're all sort of in love with themselves, which is fine. It's a great way to be. Um, but it's, it's still a lot of pressure to put on a, a very young a very young man, you know, at the end of the day. So um, we are only human. And, and I think if he doesn't really perform in this first season, that it's, it's, it's just going to get even worse for him. He's going to be called, you know, a, a flop, a failure sort of thing. And, and that's quite sad. Uh, but again, I, I think teams don't value tight ends as much as the media hype has been. So, I, again, that's my reasoning for him falling outside top 10. So, mixed prediction, just if we're, if we're, um, if we're keeping track here, is that um, Carl Pitts is working in a supermarket within four years. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody will believe me. No one, no one wants to hear it. <laughs> I like I like all three really 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 good interesting bold predictions. I'm biased, of course, but I think they are completely agree. And I think um, because they were all quite different from each other, there's a chance that they can all happen. That's right. We, I don't think we went against each other at all in, in any of the in any predictions. So that's also something to bear in mind. To it could become the Crystal Ball podcast <laughs> uh, if all three come true. But the Crystal Ball podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. I love it. All right then, lads. Um, I think that is us wrapping up for for the podcast. We've we've um, been around the houses. We've went through our draft picks. We've made some bold predictions tonight. Uh, I don't think there's there's much left to say. But um, go birds, and I hope Howie makes the right decision on draft night. Um, we'll be live recording the draft. Uh, and we'll put it out a few days afterwards and, and, and you can have a good old laugh of... of um, how drunk but, we are. <laughs> yeah, of how drunk we are. But you, you've probably already done that if you've listened to our Quiz Night podcast. So, uh, Anything else from you guys? Uh, just a thank you from me, Mick. It's been, it's been uh, an absolute pleasure listening to your host. I know you're a little bit nervous before you came on because you've not hosted before, but I genuinely think you absolutely knocked it out of the park, mate. Um, it was really, really good, uh, really interesting, really fun. Um, as every single podcast we do together, I just, I feel, I feel genuinely lucky that we get to do this and, and share it. So, can't wait for the, can't wait for the draft. Love the picks and looking forward to speaking to you guys on Thursday night with a fresh bottle of whiskey. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, um, we'll just lock Liam away in the editing cupboard from now on. Just you and me, just split the host and duties. It's what the fans want, Phil. I'm fine with it. <laughs> All, right. All right. Yeah, cheers, guys. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Mick. Thanks for listening.